Hello and welcome to Move Conversations. This is your host Venkat. In this episode, we talk to Virain Verma. He's a fellow IFTN and a veteran sugar trader, and currently the managing director of Sugar and Commodity Risk Management uh, Global Strategic Procurement at the Coca-Cola Company, based and he's based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and he's joining us from there. My co-producer Mriganka know uh, Virain during the years he spent in Singapore, and he recently migrated to USA. Uh, on promotion with the Coke company, so we are grateful for all the encouragement that we received from all of you for our new series called Move Conversation uh, Trade Stuff. Uh, in this new channel within the Move Conversation, uh, we will talk to international traders as well as people from different walks of uh, walks of life and professions who enable international trade in various ways. So this will include IFTNs. It will also include uh, other specialists from uh, you know. Uh, other institutions. So, welcome to Move Conversations, Trade Stuff, Viren. Hi, Venkat. Uh, thank you very much. It's a privilege and honor. Thank you. Uh, let's begin with the start of your career journey in this business. Like, how did you get started in sugar trade? So, my journey in sugar uh, is very interesting, uh, uh, Venkat. So, after IFT, I actually got into the steel um, steel business. I joined a company which was more into steel business, right. uh, which I did for four years. And then I, uh, this was in India. And then I moved to uh, Malaysia. I joined a big trade house, uh, mm -hmm. trade house plus uh, they were the biggest manufacturers and traders of poem, palm oil as well. Okay. So I joined them, but it was still uh, more for the steel uh, business. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day, uh, you know, we were just sending the office and the managing director who was also the owner he just called me and he said, Viren, uh, he, he gave me a contract. It was a 50,000 ton contract for sugar. Mm. And he said, uh, you know, we have a contract, uh, um, you know, and this was an United Nations contract under mm -hmm. the Oil for Food program. Mm -hmm. He said, uh, would you be interested in doing this? Mm -hmm. So clearly, if the, when, when the managing director of a company asks, you cannot say no. I right. said, okay, uh, you know, I, I can do that. Uh, uh, and at that point of time, the only two things I knew was the spelling of sugar and the <laughs> fact that sugar is sweet. I mean, I had no clue what sugar was. Right. So, and that's where uh, in 2000, 2001, okay. I started my, um, you know, uh, career as, as in the sugar space. In sugar business, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's like two decades. So in, in, in sugar for you now, right. So, yeah, so in those two decades, what are the different roles that you have taken up, uh, you know, in that period of time? So, uh, so I started uh, sugar trading uh, with this company uh, and soon I kind of tried to understand sugar. So the first time I saw the screen, uh, the futures market screen, I could see all those numbers blinking and flashing and I had no clue, uh, you know, what was happening. Uh, but slowly I understood, you know, how the markets performed, um, you know, what is the entire supply chain uh, of sugar. Uh, but in that role, it was mainly the midstream, right? So right. we were buying uh, sugar and we were selling sugar. So I got involved in the logistics Mm -hmm. uh, of that. So buying, of course, and then the logistics, uh, which means that I got involved in chartering of vessels. Mm -hmm. So chartering of brake bulk and bulk vessels. Mm -hmm. So so that's where, um, you know, I get involved. And then subsequently, I was also given other commodities, mm -hmm. um, you know, because they saw me handling sugar. So they gave me corn and other okay. 
commodities. And that's when I realized, Venkat, that if you really want to understand commodity, right. you need to know what is happening in the bushes, right? Right. How right. is the commodity grown? How it is, you know, what are the various risks? What are the various buying models which happen uh, right. at, at the bush level? So, so uh, you know, I decided to get that. Uh, so I uprooted m- myself and my family mm-hmm. from from a city like Kuala Lumpur, right. uh, and I went into remote bushes uh, in in Indonesia in an right. island called Ujung Pandang, yeah, which is Ujung just Pandang, next to yeah, yeah and and uh, the capital of that island is Makassar. Right. So uh, so I left this company. I joined Olam mm-hmm. uh, as a profit center head. Uh, and this was cocoa, right? Um, right. You know. Okay. So you moved from sugar to cocoa and went to Ujung yeah. Pandang. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I did a season, full cocoa season. There, I understood the origination part of commodity. Uh, you know how? You know what are the different risks? How cocoa is procured, or any commodity is procured from right. the bushes, right. and so on. And then after that, I moved to Egypt. Uh, mm-hmm. So the company that time was growing organically. Uh, right. So Egypt was the 42nd country which Oland opened. Right. So you know, I landed up in Egypt with two suitcases, two small kids, my wife, and a map of uh, Egypt. I right. didn't know the country. I didn't know the language. Right. Uh, and from there, I set up the entire operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was for a few commodities. Sugar was included in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Egypt was like, let's say the the downstream part of any commodity, which is, so Egypt was a big consumer of many commodities. Sugar right. was one of them. Right. So there I set up the entire trading system and, you know, I built a team of, uh, you know, 20, 25 people. For, uh, for important know, distribution of sugar, was it? Important, yeah, important distribution of sugar and a few other commodities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, after that, you know, I came for a brief time into Singapore. Um, then I went to Turkey. Um, you know, uh, again, and then uh, uh, to Singapore, all with Olam, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, um, and and then I was given the responsibility of handling the sugar desk for um, Asia Pacific. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So I did so, that. Mm. So so yeah, and then uh, in 2014, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I opportunity with coca-cola mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh, so here i am uh, handling the biggest sugar portfolio platform mm-hmm. uh, which one can imagine because as you know coca-cola is the biggest buyer of sugar uh, right. Globally. Right. right but you moved into coke in singapore itself and you were handling sugar for coke in singapore yeah. itself yeah. right initially so yeah know. so i joined them as the regional director for asia pacific right uh, and then within singapore then i got the global role Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I got the global role, after a while, uh, so it was sugar sense. plus the added uh, risk, uh, commodity risk management because of my commodity. A background of uh, different commodities, background. right? Yeah. Commodities, exactly. yeah. So mm-hmm. then I realized that if I have to handle these two uh, portfolios, I have right. at the head office. So, right. uh, so company wanted me to, you know, shift. I resisted, resisted for some time, but then eventually... I thought, you know, it has to be. So about a year back, I moved uh, to Atlanta. Right. Um, exciting year to be <laughs> moving to USA. Exciting, strange. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, I admire the fact that you mentioned that, like, you know, 
anyone wanting to learn about uh, commodities should start from the bushes and you know get to know about the product itself uh, and that's true for any of the commodities and uh, um, tell me what are the different types of sugar cane that we should know about if you're talking about sugar uh, you know are there different varieties do they matter or it's only like like sugar trade is only concerned with the you know processed sugar you know or refined sugar and raw sugar and things like that so sugar uh, mangtet is is slightly different mm-hmm. as a commodity because unlike let's say grain or oil seeds or wheat mm-hmm. uh, or coffee or any of the other products right what is these are the commodities which is what is grown is what mm-hmm. gets traded right but uh, in case of sugar it is sugar mm-hmm. cane which mm-hmm. is grown but mm-hmm. sugarcane doesn't get traded right it is the sugar yeah. right which gets traded so mm-hmm. so it's a different uh, value chain and a supply chain as mm-hmm. far as sugar is concerned uh, to answer your question i think uh, uh, i mean sugarcane at the end of the day is is is, is a type of grass right mm-hmm. so 70 mm-hmm. 70% or 80% of the sugarcane uh, is known as saccharium officinarium Mm-hmm. you know that's that's the species the of latin species yeah. yeah yeah and there are whole other uh, species different kind of species some uh, species are more uh, robust they are drought resistant disease resistant and and so on uh, but and if you want to really get into species you can but what really is important because whether it's sugarcane or sugar beet uh, you know the final product is sugar which has the similar which has same physical and chemical properties mm. and that what really matters at the end of the day okay okay so so you know good that you may refer to some of the other crops so it may be you know just get some more clarity on you know comparing sugar with other crops uh, are there crop cycles like there are in other uh, Uh, crops like coffee and so on are there off years on years and things like that or like it's it's more a steady crop how does it work yeah i think it's it's more a steady crop uh, so sugarcane uh, and sugar beet yeah, so if we look at the total sugar landscape in the world 80% of the sugar comes from sugarcane cane and yeah. it's only 20% of the sugar uh, comes from sugar beet the beet sugar yeah, yeah beet sugar europe uh, yeah and uh, so it's typically i mean we can divide it in two hemispheres so sugar mm-hmm. is grown in the northern hemisphere and it's grown in the southern hemisphere mm-hmm. uh northern hemisphere typically the season starts sometime in october october mm-hmm. november mm-hmm. and it runs till april march mm-hmm. uh, march april mm-hmm. uh and then in the southern hemisphere uh like for example brazil starts sometime you know april and it runs till december australia starts sometime in july and then it runs uh, till october october november right so right so so these are the different crop cycles mm-hmm. uh but on an aggregate basis you will see that you will have sugar available throughout the year throughout the year and there are no the the crop is you know the sugarcane as a crop and like coffee is not like sort of doesn't have any of those idiosyncrasies of like like i'm all, you know this year there is more supply that year next year i won't have that you know that much supply nothing like that it's it's a very steady crop in that sense it's a pretty steady uh, crop i think uh, it's uh, there are definitely patterns if you look historically if you go back in like 50 60 years of data you will see that four to five years there has been 
you know, more of more supply than demand. Right. And then the next three, four years or, you know, the, the, the demand outstrips supply, you know, so these are uh, cyclical crops in terms of, you know, the way it responds to demand. But longer uh, cycles. You know, uh, but longer cycles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you mentioned about uh, Egypt being a, um, you know, important consumer. Uh, give us an overview of like, uh, you know, other nations where sugarcane is, you know, which are the nations where sugarcane is uh, grown? You know, where are the major producers? Who are the major importers, exporters, etc.? And, uh, you know, and, you know, talk more, more both about uh, sugarcane as well as uh, sugar beet. Yeah. So sugar, in terms of production, I think Brazil is mm -hmm. the biggest producer of sugar. They produce close to 35, 36 million tons of mm -hmm. sugar. The total world production of sugar, uh, like as of 2020, is about 180 million tons, mm -hmm. of which uh, 35, 36 million tons is produced in, in Brazil. Next is India. Uh, they produce uh, anywhere between 26 million to 30 31 million uh, of sugar. Uh, we have European Union, uh, you know, as a block. You know, they are the third largest producers. Uh, then we have Thailand, we have China, US, uh, Pakistan, uh, Mexico. So these are like, if you were to look at the top eight, nine, or 10 producers, right. these are the 10 producers of, of sugar. Hmm. And who are the major exporters, major importers? So major exporters, I think Brazil uh, is the major exporter. Yeah. Uh, so the, the global production of sugar is about 180 million tons. Mm -hmm. The global trade of mm -hmm. sugar is about 55 to 60 million uh, tons. 50% right. of the global trade comes out of Brazil. So Brazil is, is the biggest player mm -hmm. or most significant global player as far as the global trade is concerned. So Brazil is the biggest uh, exporter, followed by Thailand. Mm -hmm. um, then we have Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then we have uh, Central American origins like Guatemala and, and you know, those countries. Uh, they're also, um, you know, structural exporters of sugar. Right. Uh, and then we have uh, countries like India, uh, who are not structural exporters, but whenever there's a surplus crop, uh, you know, India comes in the market, so it'll be in the market for two years and then three years, it won't be in the market. Sometimes it imports depending on the crop uh, yeah. it has. Uh, and yeah. the same goes for uh, European Union. I mean, they do export about a million tons, but mm -hmm. not very significant. Sometimes okay. uh, the volumes increases and so on. Uh, yeah, so, so I think between if you take Brazil, Thailand, Australia, and Central yeah. America between them, they would control about 85% of the global trade market. Right, yeah. right. And uh, importers, major importers? Uh, major importers would be China, mm -hmm. uh, Indonesia. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, you know, so these, these are the top importers. Uh, you have uh, Middle Eastern countries, uh, right. the importers, right. because that's you Middle East is a deficit here. Is a big importer, but that is again through certain quotas, and and, and they have special quotas. They import. Uh, Bangladesh is a big importer of sure. uh, of sugar. So so yeah, between say China, Indonesia, US, uh, 
you know bangladesh uh yeah this would yeah, be yeah. you know the big important it's it's interesting you mentioned uh, pakistan in the context of uh, uh, you know and one of the top 10 producers and bangladesh in the context of uh, uh, important importer right within the subcontinent i think uh, you know the, the three nations are you know uh, on three different thing india is uh, you know producer uh, occasional exporter as you said and maybe occasional importer if things go wrong and uh, pakistan is you know uh, producer and uh, bangladesh is deficit and and is an importer so Uh, interesting so uh you know in in these countries uh, we do also talk about kansari gurd or jagri and so on so where do they fit into to 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 the you know in the sugar business so i think uh, jagri uh, production is mainly in rural india because jagri production is a very local chain hmm. and uh, before all the refining milling technologies came into four i think sugar was produced um, you know uh, mm-hmm. sugar i mean more of jaggery was produced mm-hmm. uh, even now jaggery is still produced so for mm-hmm. example i don't know the exact numbers but i think the global production of jaggery would be around 9 to 10 million tons uh, 70% of that is produced in india mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest is in brazil and and you know the big producing countries sugar oh, they also have jaggery Oh, okay. Yeah, they have jaggery. So uh, jaggery, I think, is 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 also known as a medicinal sugar right. because it still carries a lot of uh, uh, let's say minerals mm-hmm. uh, with it, uh, vitamins. Uh, so it has more nutritional value compared to sugar. So that comes because it has got. some some amount of molasses left or like how does it how does that happen yeah because the refining process basically you uh, take out mm. all the impurities and and by the virtue of that mm. i think a lot of the other things are also flushed out okay uh, you know in the in the process of sugar manufacturing mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. so that's that's how it like kind of uh, fits into this uh, and then that's why it is considered medicinal and has got some nutrients still left in it yeah Yeah. yeah but when it when we talk of sugar uh, as a commodity and sugar global trade i think jaggery doesn't really fit into it right uh, right so um, yeah i mean we will typically look at what is the total sugar cane production in a specific origin and and basically then that would influence how the sugar prices or 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 sugar production uh, right right would pan out yeah but I, but i asked this question because in the context of our you know indian audiences this question will come on the top of their mind right like like yeah. you know where does this fit fit in and you know what are the differences and so on and so forth so so i thought that like you know it may be sort of you know appropriate to to ask this um, question at this this point so that we you know get that clarity out of the way that like in global trade this doesn't matter but in india there is a uh, um you know and uh, it was interesting to know from you know from you that like it's not just india even uh, you know countries like brazil have geography you know have have jaggery and uh, you know, so there yeah. are other geogra- geographies of the world where this is produced so so yeah. you know that was that was a learning point for me thank you for joining us in yet another episode of move conversations hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the move conversations youtube channel and press the bell icon to get notifications of new episodes thank you very much till i see you in the next episode thank you very much have a great day